0: The
1: door. It's
0: it's a couple months ago i wrote this in my journal to know what you want is to have the power to reject what you don't to know what gives you pleasure is to have the insight needed to avoid pain To know what brings you joy is to know the way out of sorrow. I'll add to that now that to know what you like is to be able to facilitate more of it. Knowing what you're listening for makes it easier to hear it. And if the eight-year-old girl by the name of Ronelle that you just heard can belt her favorite song at the drop of a dime and tell you why she likes it so much, then you, my friend, can use your ear to do the same thing. My name is Talia. It's such a pleasure to have you here, and I just want to say, welcome to the disco. So, what exactly is the ear? Well, what it's not is just the thing that you have on both sides of your head. The inner ear is what you use to listen and evaluate the music that you hear. The ear is what you use to pick up on the things only you would notice and catch the things that resonate with you the most. But there are really three main parts to ear development, exposure, exchange, and exploration. And if we're talking exposure, I can't start with anyone else but my dear parents, Tony and Harold Butts Jr. My mama is a lifelong music student, performer, and educator. And my daddy ensured me and my brother had a sound musical upbringing. And the most recent way he's done that is by showing me how a record player works and letting me steal all his cool records. Oh, that's so cool! Wait, it's turning? <gasps> it's turning! Uh, sorry, how do you stuff? blown away, truly.
2: That's so how you play records back in the day. Yeah. No CDs, no tape players. That's
0: crazy.
2: And, 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 and uh, imagine parties will happen, and you take the record off and put it in, put on another one. And if you were fancy, you had two of those. One oh. was going, then you started rolling off, put the other one on, keep going. That was those New York DJs got famous for being able to scratch and play at the same time. First and foremost, i like to credit my father for uh, exposing me to all genres of music. However, what really caught my ear was uh, pop music, light rock, in the uh, early in the late 70s when I was like 10 and 11 I can recall riding in the car with him listening to all kind of songs from Elton John to uh, the Beach Boys um, 38 Special America Boston, you name it all those groups so I had that side of music and then also I had the R&B side where Aretha Franklin, James Brown Smokey Robinson, all the Motown greats, uh, and also the, the artists outside of Motown. I feel honored and proud that I have uh, had some part of just influencing you to music, period. But to uh, welcome the my taste of music, I, I, I really feel great and honored that uh, it didn't run your way or... Maybe you would say, oh, dad, take that off. I don't want to hear it no more, but you guys really embraced it. And I feel real special about that.
3: As a consumer and a performer, it kind of went hand in hand. I had to have, I had to consume music in order to make music. Um, I would take a little from here and take a little from there. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I'm gonna try that. So that kinda shaped and formed um, my ability to perform by the music that I consumed and the different things that I took away from different genres to
0: create the performer that I eventually became to be. but exposure is just one part, and it depends super heavily on factors we really had no control over as young children. But what we do have control over is who we spend time with and who we trust with the Ox. Let's talk exchange with Carla, the person who is honestly responsible for maybe 20% of my personal music library.
4: I love sharing music with other people and um, it really validates my Ox playing skills, you know? Yeah, I just, I pay attention to what people listen to. And, um, if I'm listening to a new artist or listening to my old stuff, I, if it makes me think of a person, I'll, you know, send it to them or be like, Hey, this reminded me of you or play it in the car, you know, while we're driving together. And yeah, I just, I think it's, it's such like a fun way to share your interests with those that you care about.
0: I love my friends, and one thing I love about them is their immaculate taste in music. What I also love about them is that they're not stingy about sharing their music, and they're always receptive when I send something their way. My music taste surely gets sharper through exchange with them. Actually, my very first music exchange partner was my dear friend of over a decade, Luca Berger. And what I love the most is how honest of an exchange partner he is. Because one thing Luca ain't gonna do is pretend to like a song he does not actually like.
1: I remember when we were in eighth grade, like when we first met, and then we were carpooled together or something. And I think, I think at one point, you were the first person who ever told me about indie music. Because before that, I was just listening to whatever was on the radio or whatever. And then you showed me some, I think it was a cake. I think the song was called, and when you played it for me in the, in the car in your mom's minivan, I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. I was such a little contrarian back then. I was like, this is not what I like. But nowadays, I mean, I feel like I only listen to kind of indie stuff or like more alternative things.
0: And perhaps there's an intersection between exposure and exchange when it comes to family. Evelyn, Carla's younger sister, knows that place best from being exposed to music by a family with such immaculate taste and then also exchange with Carla.
4: Honestly, my family are the ones that really taught me everything I know, like my mom. She knows all these beautiful romantic songs that really teaches you about love. My dad, he um, knows a lot of songs about our culture, And, um, and also old-school rock that he showed me about that I probably would have never known unless he talked about it or showed us. And my older brother taught me new-age rock and how, you know, to kind of embrace that hard edginess that is inside of me. And Carla taught me that, um... You can listen to heavy metal and you can listen to all this kind of rock, but you can also listen to different kinds of music and she showed me pop and, um, you know, hyper-feminine music and songs that I can jam out to both and that it's not all surface level and that I can use music to help discover what kind of person I am, you know?
3: do a lot of playing of dancing music in the home. In the home we listen mostly to gospel music. My mother sang on the church musical choir and my father sang on the church jubilee choir. So that's most of the music that was heard and played in the home up until 19... 19- uh, 58 When I graduated from high school, and then started on the club scene. My mama most listened to and sang hymns, and my dad's favorite song was Climbing Jacob's Ladder. He led that song, and he would get up and ex- express himself so much when he sang that song.
0: How lovely it is to hear about the exchange and exposure my great-grandparents, who were born at the very end of the 19th century, could share with their children in the following decades. But exposure and exchange can do nothing for you if you aren't willing to explore, if you're not keeping your mind, heart, and ear open to receiving new sounds. Exploration is key to discovering more about who you are, what you like, and most importantly, why you like it. And one thing I learned from Kirsa, a great friend, former colleague, and the host of the amazing radio show Before It Was Cool, is that there's nothing more detrimental to your development than a closed ear.
5: When I did college radio, I used to be around all these people who were like the mm-hmm. biggest music snobs I've ever known. Like It was like you could not get a word in with these people about anything. You could not, never know enough about music. They knew everything. You knew nothing. That was how the vibe was. And we would go in and we'd be going through the like stacks and stuff and trying to find new music to play on all of our shows. And these people would listen to songs for like five seconds and they'd know whether it was a good song or not. They'd be like, oh, bad. Oh, good. After five seconds. Like, and you barely hear anything when a song plays for five seconds. Like you don't even get to hear the lyrics. You don't even get to hear like any of the timbre or any of the other stuff going on. It's like, five seconds of a song um and i was always like how are they doing this how are they making these decisions so fast without even like hearing what's actually going on and i feel like these days after i've like listened to more and more music and i've tried to like dive into different genres i feel like i definitely have that as well like i'll listen to a song not for five seconds but for like 30 seconds and i know whether i like it or not um and I don't really know what it is that I'm listening for. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, this like speaks to me. It connects with me. Like, I I know I like this. And it usually continues that way for the rest of the song.
0: Also, inspired by Kearse's words, I actually recently had the opportunity to open my ears to a genre I traditionally don't really get into, with help from our friend and Kearse's Seattle neighbor, Dave. From his recommendation, I listened to Snooze by SZA, an artist I frankly never really listened to very much. Don't hate me. But as for Dave, someone who grew up in Chicago, studied in Atlanta, and now works in Seattle, keeping his ear open to the different music scenes of each region he's lived in has allowed him to get deeper into genres and artists he may not have gotten into otherwise
1: um, i'd say probably like sort of my my stint in like being in the south i think i always like neo-soul music but being in atlanta like really i really just like began to like really love like soulful music so a lot of like the neo-soul stuff so at that point i think lucky day became really popular he's like one of my favorite artists um at the moment so that's when i sort of got put on him in college like wow this is like pretty dope and then that's when i found a whole bunch of other neo soul folks that i really enjoy listening to i listen to often now so like that's like i think his name is like aaron ray i like him a lot um lucky day um uh summer walker was actually pretty good too she's not yeah summer walker too so i'd say sort of my stint in Atlanta was really impactful for me and then also on the other end of that you have like 21 Savage who's also like really really good and the Migos and like 2016 2017 were super popular so all that really helped me get to where I am today in terms of my music taste.
0: So that was a lot so we're going to recap. The three keys to developing your ear are one exposure You can't like what you've never heard. If you weren't exposed to a certain genre of music as a kid, the time is now to try your ear at something new. Perhaps grab some tickets to a random super cheap concert in your area. You might just hear your new favorite artist. Number two, exchange. My friends have put me on to some of my favorite music ever. If you have some friends who know what you listen for and actually have great taste themselves, Ask them to put you on and be sure to return the favor. And three, exploration. Give every song a fair chance. Keep your ear open to music you may not naturally gravitate towards and don't be afraid to tap in deep to the music scene around you. But let's be real friends. This is not only about music at the end of the day. This is about getting better at articulating how we feel and what we think. This is about sharpening the muscle of thoughtfulness. This is about having an opinion, a taste, a preference, if you will, and curating our lived experience accordingly, while also remaining open to new things and new perspectives. This episode was written, produced, and recorded by me, Talia. This is the second audio piece on the disco, but there's a ton of written work on the blog for you to check out too. We have everything from reviews of Pulitzer Prize winning plays to reflections on solo travel, and quite literally, everything in between. Lastly, if you'd like to keep in touch on a weekly-ish basis, consider subscribing to the coolest newsletter you've ever seen, the Disco Newsletter. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you soon. Matane!